Hi, guys. Welcome back to Into the Light, a different life story. My show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Bit of housekeeping first. Go down there, press that subscribe button, because otherwise you miss all these fantastic interviews that I have with these beautiful, beautiful guests. Uh, the people that are coming onto my show, they all have gone through hell and back and kept going. They all have had their trials and tribulations, and they are now on a beautiful path of, of self-discovery, of getting themselves sorted, and they are probably further down the path than maybe you and me. And let's see what we can learn from them. And that's exactly why I'm doing this show. This is, this is, the life is so beautiful. And we all have gone through darkness, depression, anxiety, PTSD, damn good friends of mine, uh, these three things. And, and what comes with them? Shame, guilt, negative emotions. Hell, I've lived them all. But nowadays I live a different life. And I live that because I have learned to love myself. And in order to do so, you need certain skills. You need to come, you come, you need to learn it from somewhere. And you might as well check some of these skills out. So today, what we are recording today is Survival Tuesday. And our guest today is Daniel Gomez. Daniel is a man who has asked himself the question, what stops me from becoming wealthy? What stops me to actually, what, it is, is, you know, we all have got these voices often laid down from, from childhood, these kind of, of belief systems that are sometimes our biggest enemy, but yet they are so entrenched because they were laid down so early. Money doesn't make you happy. All these kind of things, yeah, bullshit. Um, but today we're gonna talk money, we're gonna talk wealth, we're gonna talk survival, because without money, you are knee deep in the proverbial. And Daniel is a man who is, has become an expert in, in that. He has got his own show. He is an accomplished author. So I'm dead excited to have Daniel Gomez on my show. Welcome, Daniel. Stefan, man, what an honor to be here. Thank you for having me here. And I'm excited to add value to your audience and just be real, right? There's so many conversations that we have that they're fake. And I believe in just being authentic and opening my heart because there's, there's enough bull out there, right? There's in, it's, it's, it's not the BS here, right? Not the belief system, but there's enough BS out there that doesn't smell good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yes. Hell yes. Amen to that. Uh, it is, and I'm as guilty as, as everyone else because this is just something that I recently started to explore again and more because I have made so much change in my life from being this empty shell of a man after stopping drinking to now having my show, being an author, living a really, really beautiful life. Yet these little voices, the little super villains in my head that tell me, nah, 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 nah. Who are you to do a show? Who are you to think about monetizing? How dare you make even think about making money out of a show? You should do that all out of the goodness of your heart. You think, eh? where's that all coming from? And what about book? No, no, give your book away. Why? How? What? No. And, you know, it's the same as, an, as a doctor for crying out loud. Um, uh, yeah, yes, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm not Albert Schweitzer. I'm not financing my own tropical clinic in the 18th century or 19th century and, and, and giving it all for free. No, we are living in a world where money goes around and my belief systems are crap. And therefore, I'm so excited to have you on my show, Daniel. Uh, but I mean, in all fairness, when you were a young boy, when you were 10 years old, you were probably not thinking, you know what, I will teach. Uh, people how to become wealthy that's I think that's that's really that's going to be my future yeah I did, I did think about that I think hell no <laughs> I remember being a little kid and I think we can all relate to this and we want that new pair of tennis shoes and we're reaching for the new pair of tennis shoes and whose parents say no son don't get those get the ones that are more expensive those are nicer get those <laughs> shoes they're more expensive Heck, they say no, kid. Don't even get. Don't even. Don't even look over there because I'm gonna smack you on the head. And the ones you're looking at, the ones at the bottom, those are on sale. Mm -hmm. Buy the ones that are on sale. 
and we get conditioned, hammered, engraved with that thought process over and over again, day in and day out. And that's why over 90% of us in the world have a lack mentality and poverty mindset. What is your background? Where me personally, I came from the wrong side of the tracks, blue color through and through my parents, my, my original father, my biological father was, yeah, <laughs> a businessman, quotation mark, um, who made money in any way, shape or color, and he was a good gambler. So yeah, from now and then there was money and from now and then there was none. And my, my stepfather then, he was an industrial glass blower. So uh, industrial, you know, day in, day out to work with not much money. So for me, having a evening out, uh, a dinner out consisted of going somewhere and buying a pack of chips, uh, bringing them home and we share them with some, with some ketchup. That was, that was an evening out. <laughs> what was your background? What was your financial background? I remember being a child and towards the end of the month, we would want to get some Frosted Flakes. I love Frosted Flakes when I was a kid. I think I like Tony the Tiger. Rawr! Yeah. <laughs> but there was no tiger in my cereal. All we had was name brand for corn flakes. Mm. You added your own cereal. And the last week, it was pretty much water, not milk. Mm. And I remember eating cereal with water. That plays in my head vividly. So I never... No matter how much prominence God gives me or how much success I've had, that's my anchor because I remember, I remember what it's like to have cereal with water. And exactly. it sucks. Let me tell you, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, my mom and dad, my dad worked construction for over 30 years mm. at a company called Dean Ward. And my mom had an end jobs. She didn't really have a career to stay at all. Mm. My mom passed away actually very young. She was 37 years old. Mm. So At a young age, I had to learn how to, I was already in survival mode. So I had to even learn how to go deeper in that, that, that saber tooth tiger had to come out, right? Because it's, you got to hunt for yourself sometimes. And just one of those things that I don't, I embrace that because that's what makes me who I am today. So a lot of those skills that I learned as a, an adolescence years, it's really helped me to just apply that to wisdom in business and excel who I am today. Was that a straightforward path. In my case, I meandered quite a lot. Um, you would think that, um, that as a doctor, you make money. Throughout my life, my outgoings were always far higher than what I brought in. So I was actually, whilst I read every book under the sun, as far as money is concerned, when it came to actually putting things into action, I was the worst. So therefore, I, I was crapping that. How was your journey? You know, I was, I was always a little saver as a kid. I think it just in my, in, don't ask me why, but I would always save my pennies. I would always save my dimes. I would, when I got high, I would save my dollars. And I was just always a saver, just something that instinctively, I, I don't even, you would have told me where it came from. I don't know, but I think as I grew up, Uh -huh. It really allowed me to to do that because I think I was so ingrained to to be without that I was scared to be without. Does that make mm. sense? Oh hell yeah! I was scared to be without that. Every time I got a dollar, I would save a dollar because <laughs> it was just that. But it really, as I grew up, it really helped me because like one thing that I learned is even though I had a lot of success in my 20s, I always lived below my means. I always lived below what I could afford, even though I could afford more. And I think that difference, I just saved it. And then I came across a great guy, which I love some of his teachings, but Dave Ramsey, some of them are kind of over the edge, but he does have some good principles. And I think I applied what I liked as I got older and, you know, it's been able to help me to, to really build that foundation to when life's right. We all go through these, life's going to come and give you a, a, a hit in the face. We're all prepared until we get knocked in the face. Mm. And the thing is, what are you going to do when you get hit in the face? And I think so many times, We don't have the financial means to really stand up and, and have the confidence. And when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer four years ago, that's what really, I had that nest egg there. Our house was paid off, hmm. but I'll tell you that it was, it was many years of frustration, crying, thinking that I wasn't good enough. But once I got rid of all those labels 
And I realized that Daniel Gomez, that there was greatness and excellence. More, more, everybody talks about greatness, but one thing that I want everybody to hear is we already have the excellence inside of us, the wisdom that we need to be financially free. You see, because just like a baby is born, you don't have to teach a baby to swim. If you take, a, if you take an infant from the uterus of its mother and you throw it into the water, it swims by itself. That's the way they're designed. Mm. But we don't do that. We tell babies, get away from a pool and we scare them. Well, we are, we're already taught with that abundance mindset. We're born with that. But because of the system and the environment that we're plugged into as a child, mm. all that is overridden mm. and it's there, but you just have so much programming on top of that, that you don't even see it. That's very true. And what you're talking about is the underlying belief systems and often from a time that we need to understand. It's all quite nice for us today in 2021 with the knowledge that we too have accumulated. Now talk about these belief systems. If you go back when we were little whippersnappers, that would have been the, the 60s, uh, 70s, that that was when our our foundations were were placed. Now, our parents did the best. I give them I give them the benefit of the doubt. They did the best what they could do in their belief system. But my mother was born 45 in the in the ruins of bombed out Germany her youth would have been very, very different. Uh, the, the key messages they were laid down in her head would have been, oh my God. And then obviously she gave them on to me. So there we are. So to a certain degree, we need to understand where we come from, where some of the messages that have been ingrained in us uh, came from, from, from times when things were very brutal and very rough and, and et cetera. And maybe some of the key messages made sense for the generations past. The problem is they are holding us back now though. We have not evolved with them. We are still running on the same key messages they were put into our head when we were four years old and five years old. And I think that is what you are alluding to. That is where you are thinking, um, not thinking, you're, thinking is the wrong word. You're working on the subconscious. You're actually asking what stops you? What is really that stops you? And that made you or makes you such an uh, such a powerful man. As, but how did you get to that? How did you get to ask yourself this question? So you were this, this young man brought up in poverty. Um, you uh, found yourself soon being thrown into uh, having to sink or swim, literally. Um, you actually survived. You became the saver. Um, and, and you made sure money was there, but how did you work from there? What were the next steps that you were accumulating? Which skills did you get? I think it starts in this. I think most people never get tired. Most people will never get tired of being tired. They tolerate the very things they hate. They tolerate the very things that don't serve them. They tolerate unhappiness. They tolerate being poor. They just think that that's just the way it's always been. And that's the way it's always going to be. And that's what I hear a lot. And it's a, it's a, it's a terrible mindset to have. And I just, I remember I would walk by, I would see a Corvette and I'd be like, I would joke with myself. Stefan, I would say one day I'm going to have a Corvette like that. And then I would say a joke. Yeah. But 20 years later, because it's going to be a 2000 and it's going to be a, a 1990. 92, right? I'm going to have it 20 years later, right? I would just kind of just joke about it, but I would really, I would really look at that car and say, man, that'd be a nice to have a car like that. Like I would feel it. I didn't understand the feeling and emotion and the law of attraction didn't exist back then when I was uh, 19, 20 years old to say, but next thing you know, I started running and working in sales. General Motors throws us into a room and says, Every General Motors dealership has to watch and study this. And guess what it was? It was a law of attraction, the secret. I rocked the burn. And they literally locked us in a room for two whole days, maybe two and a half. And I just, this was the key that I had been waiting for because I knew I wasn't the only crazy one. And that, and I'll never forget it was, I believe it was in 2006, my whole life changed, which is almost 15 years ago. Cause I believed it. 
I, I was, I was hungry for it so many times, you know, this, when I try to coach my clients, if they're not ready for it, they're not going to receive it. No matter you can, you can tell them to you, they're blue in the face to you're blue in the face. And they just, they don't believe it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And because they've been taught to be poor, they've been, they have that lack scarcity, mm-hmm. not good enough mentality, which we all do to an extent. Mm-hmm. But I think when, when, when I heard that and Rhonda Burns said, why not you? And then Jack Canfield came in and had the $10, $10 million check or the million dollar check. I believe that. And I never let that go. And I can tell you, I have seen the manifestation of just applying those principles. And there was a time that I stopped doing it because it just, it just wasn't, you know, myself, I was going through some other ordeals and probably for like about five, six years, I stopped doing it. But I can tell you that believing this, this is the most underlying reason why most people don't attain wealth. And I'm not talking about wealth, just money. I'm talking about wealth as far as wealth, happiness, health, success, the whole ball Mm. is they feel unworthy and deserving of success. They feel unworthy and deserving of God's best. They've never experienced so much positive, good energy come into their life. And it comes and it takes you like a tidal wave. And then you're like, you know what the dumbest thing you can tell yourself? This is too good to be true. So your subconscious mind says, of course, it is too good my to command. be true. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You wish it my command and then all hell breaks loose and you go back to where you were in the chaos because you don't receive it mm. because you don't believe it for yourself, Stefan. Mm. And I think I just believed it. I just chose to believe it. I, I was tired of being, I remember, I remember this. I remember being 13 years old, 14 years old after football practice one day. We were there and there was some, you know, some, some, some well, well-off kids that were there and they're like, Hey, yeah, we're going to go. And it was Friday night practice and we're going to go have a burger at Fuddruckers. It's a restaurant here in, in Texas. And like, yeah, don't you just love those Fuddruckers burgers? And I was like, yeah, they're good. And they go, yeah, we're going to go to Fuddruckers. So they left. And after I was there by myself, I felt this small, Steven. Mm. Stefan, I felt this small because I lied. I had never had a freaking burger. Mm. And at that moment, I said, never again would I lie about food. Mm. There's no reason to. And that was just a promise I made to myself. And lo and behold, you're, you're, we don't realize how powerful our subconscious mind is when we really engrave and believe it to the core. Even if it's when we don't understand it, your mind remembers it five, 10 years later, it shows up because I'm living proof that you don't have to have all these different PhDs and all these other things are just, you don't have to be come from the wealth cloth, right? Mm. You can come from any cloth and you determine what you're going to do with that cloth that you're torn from. Mm. And I chose to leave a legacy for my family mm. and really just believe it for myself. And that's where it started. I applied those laws that I learned with the, the secret and I believed it for myself. And next thing you know, it just, it took off from there and I never looked back. Mm. And it is beautiful because as with every skill that you're learning, you initially, you're not very good in anything. It doesn't matter what you, what you try, if it is tennis or if it is playing chess or if it is a different language. Initially, you're crap at it. Okay, that is just fact. Now, with wealth management or even, even talking about a wealth what is wealth? Wealth is automatically in, in from where I come from. That is a, a dirty word. That is that is you know that is how I was brought up. So therefore, um, how do I even want to be going down that route? So there's the first hurdle there. But as as with everything, once I actually jumped that hurdle, and once I actually started dealing with what was going on, suddenly I started learning more about things. I started I started learning about investing in shares. I started learning about real estate and property investment. And that is something that certainly my wife and I now love to do. And we we have learned how to, to make money uh, in different ways rather than working ourselves for it. 
that's still what I do. I'm an anesthetist and I, yes, I go every day to work and, and make other patients better, make, make people better. And that's beautiful. That's, that's my calling. That's, that's what I do. But equally the money that I bring down home uh, goes not on a Corvette. <laughs> I drive a Toyota Estima. Uh, it is actually my, my, my colleagues are laughing about me, uh, but <laughs> I tell them, hey, man, <laughs> my Toyota is just perfect. <laughs> and, yeah, it is. So <laughs> there's some good books out there, the, the habits of uh, multimillionaires or millionaires. And if you look at them, no one is driving a new car. So uh, whilst we're looking at the Corvette, uh, whilst I'm looking at the car, I say, oh, that would be nice. And then I look at my Toyota and think, I stay with that. <laughs> but so, yes. So bottom line is you need to learn the skills and you need to go out there. But in order to learn the skills, you need to be willing and you need to actually make that conscious decision. It is time that to stop the life that you're living now, the nine yeah. to five or whatever it is at the moment. It might be it, as bad as you might have been laid off in COVID. You might have been actually, there might be no job. And you think, here we are. This guy is talking about wealth management. I don't know how to bring a can of beans in. Same <laughs> principles, same problems, same thing. It doesn't matter where you start off. And that is, Daniel, that is where you come in. What would you say to a person who is right now, literally has been laid off, single mom out there, two children, um, lives on a benefit that barely lets her pay the, the rent. And now she listens to that and thinks, what two weirdos. Yeah. Well, I think it, you have to change the story that you're telling yourself. I think it all starts with your dialogue. We are the artists, right? I'm going to start with this. Every day you have to take ownership that you are the artist of your life. Mm. Every day you're given a white canvas. That canvas is your life. And every day you're giving a magical markers. Those magical markers paint the picture that you love or it paints a picture of disaster. Mm. The question is, which picture are you going to paint? The magical paintbrush are the words that we speak every single day. And if you speak life, you're going to create a picture of life and abundance. Mm. But if you speak death, mm. you're going to kill yourself right from the get-go. You're already, you're already dead. If you think about when people... When they start painting a picture of the everyday, they, they paint a picture of complaining. They paint a picture of gossiping. They paint a picture of, I can't afford this. They paint a picture that it's my boss's fault. They paint a picture that at the economy, all 2020 did was expose what was wrong under the surface. Nobody wanted, right? Nobody likes confrontation. Nobody wants to deal with the real things. We rather suppress them in alcohol, suppress them in shopping, suppress them in sex, suppress them in eating and food. So we all, all these voids that everybody had around this world, it was just exposed because the whole world stopped. And now you had to deal with your, you had to deal with it. Hmm. So the first thing is to really start speaking life over yourself. You either have a destructive mindset or you have a mindset of abundance and increase. And in a destructive mindset, you have this, right? You have, you, first of all, you have the biggest killer of everything is unforgiveness. You have unforgiveness, you have bitterness, you have resentment, you have jealousy, you have just that ugliness, right? That, that, that cold heart to say, anger, hatred. And then over here, you have creativity, you have increase, you have love, appreciation, gratitude. You have all those celebrating. You have hope. You have faith. You have compassion. You have, right, integrity. All those are just a creative, what are you going to create? And it takes effort to stay on that creative mindset. It takes effort. And the higher you live on this side as a, of the totem pole of your mind, then you attract those higher quality things and those those mindsets, those thoughts, you can take them captive. Every day I wake up and I, I say this, it starts, like I said, with the words, the picture you're going to paint. I choose to paint a picture of life. Every morning I tell myself, I am a winner. I am a champion. I was born to make millions. 
all the money that I circulate returns to me multiplied in an ever-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. I don't spend money. I circulate money. Let me say it again. I don't spend money. I circulate money. And all of the money that I circulate returns to me multiplied in a never-ending cycle of increase and enjoyment. And the last part of enjoyment, most, many, I won't say most, but many millionaires don't even enjoy their money because the very thing that got them to where they're at, they stopped doing those little things and it's, it, it, they, they don't enjoy it. They're scared of losing it. So another affirmation I tell myself is, I am enjoying the money I have. I am enjoying the success I have. Enjoy it. So going back to the mother that's maybe single, it's like she didn't get there overnight. No one got to where they're at overnight. Everybody, everybody wants the immediate results, but they realize that if you weigh 500 pounds, you didn't gain 500 pounds from one day to the next. If you having marital issues, you didn't have those problems from one day to the next. If you were one of those employees that maybe, maybe, We'll just say there's two scenarios. Maybe the, the maybe the the business closed, right? Unfortunately, that was it. Well, what can I do to learn more skills? You stopped learning many many years ago. It's not the fact that you stopped learning in 2020. You stopped saying books are stupid in 2019. You stopped saying books were stupid in 2000. So you're like, I, I ain't gonna listen to podcasts. That's dumb. So it's taking ownership of that, and then saying, okay, what do I need to change? I'm at this point right now. What can I change? The immediate thing you can change right now is, is the words that you're going to come out of your mouth and be cognitive of it, right? So there's there's four things that I want to tell your, your audience right now is how do you start creating that wealth mindset? How do you start creating that abundance mindset? First of all, you got to believe it. You got to believe it for yourself. And if someone's watching this video and you're doubting, well, I'm going to tell you some things in your own body that are going to prove you that the very nature of this world is one of abundance and increase. Look at your fingernails. Do we just cut our fingernails one time and we never cut them again? No, they grow. Why? Because God's favor, God's very nature is God of increase, God of abundance. Our hair, we don't just cut our hair one time and then we never do it again. It grows, so we got to cut it. It's the very nature of our, of our universe to grow, to reproduce, to be fruitful and multiplying. If you go out to the wilderness, nobody has to water the trees. They grow and they water themselves because that's the way, those are the principles and the laws of this world, of this universe. So first of all, you got to believe. And second of all, what is the input that you're putting into you, right? What are you reading? Who you're associating with? And what are you watching? Think about that. Because so many times we focus about the, results, Stefan, but we don't, what about the input? What, what, what's going in? Because the outputs are infected by the input. So you tell me the people that you're associating with, and I can tell you what your future is going to be like in five years. And you got to really be cognitive of that. So I would really say, A, believe, one, believe, two, what are you reading? Three, what are you watching? What are you listening to? And then B, what's your environment? Who are you associating with? And you really, if you want to start thinking in wealth, you got to start putting some associations in, in your life that are going to be wealth, right? Proximity is a huge component of how far you will go in life, Stefan. And most people, they hang around with those people that like to complain like them, that they want to talk about their boss. They want to talk about their cousin. They want to Talk about everything that's bad instead of living on this side of the, of the mind, like I said, with love and appreciation. And one thing I'll tell you, because I live this, when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, we never said, my wife took the lead on this. She never said, why me? My wife said, why not me? And I can, tear, I can tell you that that's been one of, the, one of the underlying attitudes that we've carried is why not us? And when you embrace that, you learn from it. And when you learn from it, you grow. So that's what I would say would be the foundation of really creating that wealth mindset, Stefan. And there are so many. It's, it's so beautiful to, to hear those principles. But be, because what is it that we say about recovery of drug addiction, alcohol addiction? It's exactly the same thing. Your mindset 
it is who you do associate with, what are the, the skills that you learn, how do you expose yourself to what part of this world do you expose yourself? And that is exactly how you get healthy after depression, after, after addiction. Uh, these are the answers. So therefore, is it not logical that we take the same principle and actually uh, put it down to, or not that, put it onto the, the system of wealth creation? And wealth, as a, let's actually talk about this word wealth, because I didn't understand it for a long time. What actually is wealth? What is wealthy? Wealthy for me means that you have systems in place where you become uh, where money keeps coming in without you having immediately to work for it. So it is essentially that you're that you're getting uh, wealthier, so to speak, that you're getting that more money is coming in uh, despite of you having to work for it daily. So this is my definition. Do you have the same definition, or do you use something else when you teach your your clients? Well, I think wealth is really understanding what money is. I think so many people, we, we, we see money as money. And the analogy that I teach that I paint is that money, most people see money as pond. And if we think of money as a pond, it's stagnant, it's smelly, a pond is smelly, mm. gross text. But if you think about, stop seeing money as money and start seeing money as currency. And the, rare, <laughs> the very same root word as currency is what? Current, the Latin word. Mm. So current is meant to be moved. Mm. So instead of seeing money as money, see it as currency and that river of life. I think of the water mm. in a river compared to a pond. It's meant to move. Mm. And the beautiful thing about currency, about money is, is as you keep it moving, more circulates to you. Mm. And of course, I'm not talking about being foolish and stupid and buying something to keep up with the Joneses and the Smiths or wherever you want to keep up with but I'm saying that like a good example in business is this, is that I just had this call. I just had this conversation with one of my clients. I was like, you know what your problem is? I was like, what? They go, you don't, you don't respect money. What do you mean? I go, yeah, I've given you this invoice. You haven't paid it. Why? And the, 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 the lesson behind that is every time I get an invoice, I pay it right away because I know what it's like to be that new business owner. I know what it's like to be, that vendor on the other side that, man, that thousand dollars can help. Cool. So as soon as I get an invoice, whether it's $50, $100, mm. $300, $1,000, I pay it because you just keep the money circulating. Mm. And right, it's, it's, it's reciprocated. You reap what you sow. So as long as you keep that money circulating with good intentions for the right motive, God sees that and he honors you. <laughs> and most people... We don't do that. We like, we hold way to the last minute or we say, ah, mm. screw it. I'll pay them later. And no, mm. that's, it's bad. You, if you don't honor those that honor you, you're cursing yourself. And most people don't realize that they're just success principles that when you honor people, mm. right? It's like you, if I would have been on your podcast and been 30 minutes late, you would have canceled. You would have been like, forget Daniel. He's not a, like, cause it's not showing respect and honor. I, but I sold that seed myself. Mm. But if I get mad at you, but so many of us, we sow our own rotten seeds and then we're mad at the other person. Why are we mad at them? You're the one that made the decision. You're the one that didn't honor the person, Stephen, to be under podcasting time. You didn't honor the money and you can't do that. You want to know what a person's life like? Look at their bank account. Look at their checkbook. You can't say checkbook anymore because hardly uh, anyway, there is still some checkbook, but I would we would say that, but it's just, you don't realize how much you disrespect money and the more you disrespect it, the more you're not going to attract mm -hmm. it. And the second thing is you got to change the belief system that like you said, money isn't bad. Money is within itself is good money mm -hmm. embodies. Let me say this again, money embodies the character of the owner. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. If we bust somebody, if the cops bust somebody and they catch them with this duffel bag, what are we going to say? Oh, the cops busted him with drug money. Why? Because he was a drug dealer. But what about the money that's in the hands of the philanthropist? Is that bad money? That, that You would never call that drug money. So the money over here takes embodies mm -hmm. the character of the owner, which is, mm -hmm. this is good money. It's charity money, we say. Mm -hmm. So the money embodies the identity of the owner. Mm -hmm. 
So I would really encourage you to start looking at money as currency. That's good for you. Hmm. That allows you. And the most thing is this is money. I'll, I'll end with this is that money allows you to contribute. I think when I really realized that money allows me to contribute to help people, that changed my whole philosophy because the more money I got, the more money I could contribute to help the well-being. And you can't save everybody, but if you can help one person along the road a day, then you did your good eat for the day. But it takes money to buy somebody lunch. It takes money to put some gas in somebody's car. It takes money to be a blessing. So that's my, that's my ideal of wealth, really just a wealth mindset to where there's an abundance of everything. And the more you think that way, when I started thinking that way and really just circulating, the more I circulated, it's funny, the more and more I had in my bank account without even realizing. I remember I told my wife, hun, look at this. Hmm. And that's how we paid my son's college. We bought this, hmm. we bought that. But it was all good seeds that we sowed. Hmm. And it reciprocates itself. And God says, you know what? You got a good and faithful servant. Let me hmm. give you some more. How beautiful is that? And that is a mindset that is, is self-seeding. Uh, the way you said it is basically you put one seed in, and by the time you look around, you think, bloody hell, where did that all come from? Uh, because it was one good deed. An example, we our first investment property we purchased was a, a really run-down house in one of our worst gang areas. And we completely stripped the house and completely completely gutted it all. And now, um, after the renovations, it is a beautiful new setting for two families that live in there, which are on 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 poorer social socioeconomic terms. But they can be proud of their house. I can be proud as a property investor and owner to say there is no black mold in there. The, the windows are good. The, the air conditioning, the HRV is doing very well. Thank you very much. These children will not have asthma. They will not, I will not see them as pulmonary cripples coming to me in the hospital. So that is a bloody nice feeling. And I have helped these people. Yes, I'm also making money out of it because I've invested in this property. So therefore, I think it is a very positive thing for me. Yet someone else out there might actually turn around and say, look at him. He's, he's owning a house, a property investor. And it's this kind of mindset. You think, actually, no, I'm really proud. I ripped that black mold out myself. I, we have renovated that. So that is the good stuff that you can do with money. And if you learn how to use it uh, in, a, in a right way. What I would have said to the to the single mum is that right now you have the choice. I love the way you say it with the painting that you can start again. You have got a choice right now to think, what can you do? How can you make money? Are you guys good in knitting? Then is that something that you can sell on a farmer's market? Or are you are you good with photography or painting or clay molding? Whatever it is. Can you sell it for Etsy? Can you sell it for that? Can you bring in some extra money? What can your boys do? They are old enough to do a paper run. Cool. There's some money coming in. Yes. You so far you have you have lived on takeaways. Well, that's not particularly cheap. How about finding in your community center somewhere a cooking course where do you free of you, your kids and you learn how to cook? What a bonding that is. What a positive thing that can be. If you ask why me, well, guess what? Your brain inevitably will come up with answers for that question. It will yeah. tell you exactly why you, why you're a helpless, helpless, worthless piece of shit who who has deserved nothing better. That is because your, your brain, if I ask you right now, what is two and two, and ask you, don't think about the answer. What is two and two, but don't think about the answer. Your brain will say it's four. It cannot do anything else. It will come up with an answer. So if you ask yourself, ah, oh, you know, just, why am I so poor? You will find answers. <laughs> you know, if you ask, you know, well, 
how can I create extra income? Or how can I look at my outgoings? How can I maybe preserve money somewhere? And ask yourself these questions, neutral, without putting any emotions on it. You're not talking wealth or you're not talking bad money. You're just saying, okay, these are my outgoings. What can we do about it? Would that not be a fantastic first step? That is that is already you taking action, number one. You're taking responsibility. Number two, you are actually positively engaging with, oh, wealth, because that's what you're creating. How cool <laughs> is that? You know, it is. Oh, Daniel, there's, there's so much to be said about that because it's the crooks of it. It's our belief system that keeps us holding back. Let it be love. Let it be money. Let it be creativity. Uh, it is... There's this imposter syndrome. Somehow there, we are not good enough. What a bullshit. And yeah. so I'm so pleased. I, I love the words that you're spelling out there. God. Yeah. So, so the thing is this, is that I want your audience to take away is that they they are really, you have to look at this. You said the key, the key phrase right now, Stefan, is that you are good enough. You are good enough to attain wealth. You are worthy enough. And you are smart enough. Some of us, one of the big things that I had to break through was thinking that I wasn't smart enough. You are smart enough to be wealthy. Mm. That's a quarter million dollars, half a million dollars to be that millionaire. You are smart enough. And what you just said is so powerful, right? Because the quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. The quality of our business is determined by the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. And this is one thing that I say to myself every single morning, not every morning, but I say it almost every morning. What am I going to do today? What am I, Daniel Gomez, going to do today that others don't do, can't do, and will not think of doing? What am I going to do today that others don't do, can't do, and will not think of doing? What am I going to do today to become that next level multimillionaire? What am I going to do today? And you ask your subconscious mind that question, and guess what? It gives you the ideas, and you either act upon it or you don't. And I've learned... Screw it, because guess what? Tomorrow's never promised, and I ain't got nothing to lose. Mm. And it's scary. Yeah, like we just spent, for one of our events, we just invested in over 2,000, almost 2,000 into another stage and then some other stuff. And I'm like, we, if I want to play bigger, then I need to invest in my business. And so many business owners, we make that revenue. We make that profit. And then guess what? We spend it or we do something foolish instead of investing back in the business to make your events bigger, to make your podcast better, to make that next book. That's going to help you to make more um, revenue. That's going to be coming in. We don't do those things because, Oh, I don't want to invest thousands into a book. Why not? You need to, but it's, it's, it just amazes me. That's the type of thinking that we have. And if you want to change your life, it starts from the inside with opening your heart and reframing your thinking of how you think. Exactly. And I think it takes it takes balls or ovaries for that matter, um, or you, cho you choose whatever you would like to have. Um, it, takes, it takes guts to go out there and to do that. But the question is, what do you really have to lose? What could really go wrong? Honestly, hand on heart. You would probably be quite happy to pay 25 bucks for a lottery because, hey, you could earn 12 million. First of all, you don't earn it. You, you by luck, might actually have, have a winner. What's the chance of that? One in, I don't know how many million. Um, so you would be quite happy to, to give that, even smaller amounts, the scratchies. I see very poor people in our shopping centers there on the scratchy, buying their lottery tickets and scratching, scratching. Oh, damn. Well, that was three dollars that you've just wasted. Now, I see on your clothing, I see, I see on your skin that you probably haven't eaten anything healthy. Those three dollars. That's for Christ's sake, that's, that's, that's quite a decent amount of rice, brown rice you could have bought, which would have been healthy with far more nutrition kind of things. So that's where we, where we focus on the quick fix, on the, oh, I'm going to be a multimillionaire, rather than saying, actually, what could I do today to lay a foundation from which I can grow, which will make me a multimillionaire? 
but just not today, not tonight with the lotto draw, but maybe in five years time. Maybe in 10 years time, if you're starting really, really low, really, really tiny, and you only have 10 cents every day to put aside or to invest, you will still be a multimillionaire. It will just take you some time. Just as much as you can learn any language in six months, if you actually put your ass down on a seat and actually learn the language and not just think about learning a language, you can, becoming wealthy is just the skill. It's nothing that it's like learning a language. It's like playing chess. You can do it. There's nothing stopping you. You might not be a natural prodigy who at the age of four plays chess tournaments. No, you might have to work hard, but that just means it takes you a little bit longer. So ask the right question. Question yourself in your attitude. Why do you not want to become wealthy? Yes. Uh, But don't ask that question. Rather ask yourself, what can I do to become healthy? Wealthy, because otherwise you get you get all the the, the universe telling you again. Oh, that, that's the reason. Hey, here you go. And you know, I, I, I'm and you talked about the lottery, and I, I like that you talked about that because most people don't have the capacity to handle that type of wealth. That type of well, I won't say wealth because it's money, right? They don't have the time, the capacity. It would it destroys them. That's why most lottery winners. Three or four years later, they're worse off because they don't have the mindset. And I've seen it myself. When we moved into this house that we're in right now, we got the horseshoe driveway, the water fountain, the pool in the back. And it took me right after this, after the excitement was off. My cognitive thinking turned off. I went into my subconscious thinking. Like I just felt un- funny looking to the left. My wife was like, what's wrong with this? I don't know. The very house that I had prayed for was the very house I was complaining about. Because I wasn't, I wasn't receiving that next level of blessing. And many people don't know how to receive that next level of wealth. They reject it. Because like you said, when we started, that good old friend comes in, shame and guilt. And you don't think that you deserve it. Mm. And you don't think that you're worthy enough of it. Mm. So you self-sabotage. And next thing you know, you come back down to the level that you were before. Instead of dealing with those issues... Right. Dealing with those issues and healing yourself, because the higher we go in life, Mm -hmm. the deeper the foundation has to be to sustain the success that we have. Nice. Nice. Yep. And most people don't want to deal with those traumas that are still stuck in our core about foundation. And you got to deal with them. And for me, it was forgiving myself for not being the father I should have been and the husband I should have been. And it took me some took me. Once we moved in here, I I was grateful, but it took me about six weeks to really work myself through that and really, truly transition out of that self-sabotage mode because I I broke a wine glass or two, I'll tell you that. And I'm being totally transparent because I believe in being real, right? I mean, I'm real like anybody else. So to say here and to say that I I haven't had struggles to obtain the level of success and wealth that I've had, I'd be lying. You're going to break some glasses. You're going to be upset. You're going to be mad at yourself. You're going to cry. You're going to ask yourself, is this worth it? Mm. I want to, right? But at the end of the day, you got to push through it, Stefan. And you know, because <laughs> you've done the same thing. <laughs> very, very, very true. <laughs> the same. And, and you make mistakes. That's absolutely true. Like the, <laughs> the house that I was referring to initially, our first property, we... I had uh, I brought a team well, we brought a team together to renovate it etc and they fleeced me like the golden goose and uh with hindsight we have paid a fortune for those renovations and that really hurt me because it's actually they ripped me off these guys but it is all learning it's still actually we're still making money out of it so I'm still creating wealth out of this this property despite the high learning costs that are paid. Uh, but it is, yes, things will not be easy. When you start learning a new language, do you think you will be fluent in, in the first week? No, hell, <laughs> you will order, I don't know, can I have a turd with some ketchup next to it when you really wanted the cordon bleu or something like that? This is just because you have, you have no idea. And it's, it's just, yeah, it is, it is what it is. But it's you really- learn. And you learn and you focus. And it's just like a child. 
if a child um, is being born initially, you look after it, and at some stage it will stand, and at some stage it will walk. And guess what happened? Tap, tap, tap. <laughs> what do you do? Do you say, oh my God, my child has fallen over. Stop, stop, no more walking. You fell, that's it. You will not walk again. You could hurt yourself. You would never say that to a child, would you? Oh. Yet you're holding yourself back. You've tried one thing, you've failed. Oh my God, that's it. No more, no more. Can't do it ever again. Really? Bullshit. No, please, please, Daniel, you have gone through trials and tribulations. My educated guess will be that your success was a bit like that. Having said that, it was actually like that. So yeah. um, there will be two steps back, one step forward at times. But then you at least have learned what doesn't work. And that's cool. So now you figured out that doesn't work. Is there something that works better to actually get me to where I want to be? That applies to finding love, that applies to finding yourself, that applies to being a, a, a father, that applies to so many aspects in your life. To you, let's say you're on a journey to become healthier. You go to the gym, you try to figure out, okay, how do machines work? What, do I, what can I do? How do I use that treadmill kind of thing? Okay, so you're learning all that. Why not learn the same about finances? Why not yeah. learn the same about about um, the the wealth and and just stop looking at it as a negative thing, but actually as something to be aspired to? And you, you are an apprentice. You're learning how a new trade and you learn a new skill. You yes. make mistakes. Okay. So Daniel, I mean, you are so much further even than me, uh, as I, I, whilst I read a lot about the topic, um, I, it's only really the last seven years that I got my shit together and that I became, that I lost my financial virginity, so to speak, and actually <laughs> really started working with money and, and using it to, to further myself and, and create that vision that I've got. You have you have done many more years, so therefore it's logical that that hey maybe if I want to listen to you, maybe some of the other guys who are listening today want to listen to your words more in depth as well. How can they get hold of you? How can they can so tell us about your show? Tell us about your books, please. Yes, yes, yes. Well, my brand, uh, my speaking brand is Daniel Gomez Inspires. That's our our show. It's uh, we want podcasts of the year. It's on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. And it's on YouTube also, Daniel Gomez Inspire Show. And you can go to my website, www.danielgomezglobal.com. That's danielgomezglobal.com. And send me a message that you saw me here on Stefan's show. And I would give you a complimentary 45-minute discovery session. And then to get more of my content, you can get my book, You Were Born to Fly. This book is amazing. It was my first international best-selling book. It talks about self-leadership and really shifting that mindset to have a confidence winning mindset and to lead yourself. Cause if you can't lead yourself, you can't lead others. And then my other book is sticker shock. This book is great for sales because in business, if we don't have any sales, if we don't have any revenue and we learned that in 2020, no business is going to stay open. Mm -hmm. So this gives you the confidence to realize that most people, they want to make those phone calls stuff on, but they don't because they undervalue who they are. And this is a book to help you in sales, to really help you, get rid of that low self-esteem, that low self-worth. And the main thing is this, is if you text the word confident to 26786, I'll give you my free training, seven steps to fly daily. That's confident with the T, confident to 26786. And we'll get you my free training, seven steps to fly. And thank you so much for having me, Stefan. And I want to end with this is that if God can make penicillin out of stinky old mold, Think about stinky old mold. That's uh -huh. what we use to make penicillin to heal the body. Uh -huh. If God can do that, what can he not do in your life? If you give him a space and a place. And this is Daniel Gomez telling you right now, if no one's ever told you they believe in you, I'm telling you right now, I believe in you. I could not have put it in better words. That is exactly it. We often feel so hopeless and worthless 
and down and out. But it is such a lie that we are telling ourselves. And let's break that, that taboo. Let's break that myth apart. This is, we are not worthless. We are beautiful human beings. We maybe have strayed a bit from the path that we could have been on. Hey, that's normal. If you fly from beautiful Auckland, New Zealand to Hawaii, you know, 99% of the times the pilot is not straight on course. 99% is the aeroplane is going here, there, everywhere. That's life. That's life. You're never straight. Okay, you're fucked up. So what? That was yesterday. What about today? A new canvas. You Today is your chance right now. You're just about finishing this beautiful interview. Right now, you think, I really must subscribe down there. And then really, this Daniel Gomez guy, I need to check him out. So you're basically heading down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast because you've got all his links down there. So you can just go on there and figure that out a bit more. But thereafter, what will you do to get yourself one step further ahead towards that vision of a better human being that you deserve to be, that you want to be deep inside. What is that little step? A step might be that you're actually saying, no, I don't have a packet of chips now or crisps. I might actually have a beautiful sandwich with some, guess what, I put some salad on there. I don't have salad. Well, tomorrow I go by the, the, the gardening center, get myself some seeds or put them out there in that patch of dirt that, you know, hey, and in a month's time, you have got your own kitchen garden growing. You've just done that. You have just done out of a tiny seed that we have planted today. You've gone out to take an action and you have gone out to do something that gets you forward. Imagine you do that every day. Don't do, don't blow it. Just don't do, go nuts. But every day, five minutes, not, not more, but also not less. Five minutes, do me that favor over the next month. And if, I mean, you listen to this show because obviously finances are an issue. Maybe take five minutes of action every day to ask yourself positive questions and see what, and then wait, actually listen, listen to what your brain actually says. Don't just say, how do I get rich? No, let's watch some telly or let's, let's play Candy Crush or something like that. No, ask yourself the question and then give yourself, give your brain time to come up with an answer. Listen to it, maybe write it down and see where that starts to lead you. And very soon, you're gonna be a very, very different human being. You're gonna be out there and your life will change forever. And my educated guess is it will change forever in a good way. And so Daniel is the living proof, okay? I'm getting there to become the living proof. Um, the finances are still something that I was a late bloomer, a late starter, um, but I'm getting there. And it just, it is what it is. It is, but today is, is, a, is a new day. Today is where we can start to live, where you can start to believe in yourself. Like Danielle said, this is, your, this is your opportunity, your canvas. You paint the picture that you want to live today. You paint the life you want to live, okay? So Danielle, your words were gold, uh, pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were really, you, 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 clear, you cleared up a lot of things in my mind. And that's quite quite interesting. So you actually made me think. You made me reevaluate certain certain beliefs that I thought I had dealt with, and here I am still spouting very naturally the same bullshit that I was fed <laughs> as a child. And you just think, what the heck? I'm nearly fifty-five. I should know better by now. I've done seven years of beautiful recovery work, 
and I'm still talking bullshit. <laughs> so the story, the story will never end. And that's that's why the two of us have decided to come onto this show. And for that, I'm so grateful to you. Daniel, you're a great guy. Thank you so much for being on my show. Oh, Stefan, it was an honor to be here with you. And thank you so much for having me. I love, and everybody out there, thank you for being an amazing audience. It's all about you and serving you. And thank you again, Stefan, for having me. God bless everybody. Indeed. You guys out there, stay strong. Look after yourself. You are worth it. You can do it. Honestly, don't give up hope. Look after yourself. Bye. <laughs>